1: A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show.
2: Um, welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Veterans Day. Um,
1: a day
2: that I want to mind you, take it off. If that helps, if that makes any sense. Um, this is a show dedicated to retirement. And part of that is stocking away on a lot of money, right? A nest egg. That is what retirement means to me a nest egg. It, it's nothing more magical than that. It shouldn't be. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be that I'm greedy. There needs to be no name calling. We're just talking about retirement issues here and how to best serve you in retirement, how to get you there. Um, best thing you could do, honestly, is. Take a day off from work, and when you do is kind of put yourself to a test and see how you're doing financially. See if things are adding up correctly. Write down your goals today. My goal when I was very young was to have a million dollars. By the time I was ready to retire in my 30s, 30s. When I was 18 years old, my first goal was retire when you're 35, with a beautiful woman, make a little extra income under the table by selling oranges at the beach. Things changed, so that's my my honest. If I were to have a rom com, that that would have been it. But sometimes there's hiccups. My first wife did not work out the like I wanted it to. It was disaster all things considered. We were married I think technically for a little more than a year, but we were separated and, and on the way to divorce for well under a year. That sucks. That wasn't my goal that I would have written down. Nor was the retirement age and how much I needed going to be enough. My kids, they're not turning out as I thought they would, but I'm happy with how they're turning out. Goals will need to be fluid. They will need to change. And let me go back to the kids thing for one second. The way I plan to get my kids to college is to fund them in their dreams, and their desires on the way. But later in life, as I get towards my latter stages, which could happen really any day or it could happen in 10, 20, 30 years, I will change my ideas. I'm not a big fan of an irrevocable trust. I'm more of a fan of a revocable trust in case your plans and your ideas change. Irrevocable means no changes. Revocable means changeable. They say, and this is an old statistic, so I don't know if it's true. And it it could even be a myth that one out of four kids won't turn out the way you want them to. That they'll get pregnant early and elope. Or they'll do drugs. Or they'll want to drop out of college and tour the world. And like, no, I had colleges in my dreams for you. It's funny because a certified financial planner, it's a certified, and it's almost like a locked in stone. I will manage your retirement. And yet what I've already told you is my first marriage didn't work out the way I was planning it to. My career was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. My real estate was a lot better than I thought it was going to be you can kind of see what i'm telling you is you need to be fluent your kids aren't going to be what you expect them to be i know that my parents had they done any financial planning had they had more money left me and my sister who were the youngest who i.e. would have come into some money at the youngest my sister and i probably would have done things a little differently the way we approached life and and marriage and careers So you don't wanna leave money to a kid so that it dramatically changes what they're planning for their life, even though you learned that planning your life didn't go exactly the way you expected it would. So that's one of the things my, my trust is, it needs to be flexible. I don't think either my kids will do hardcore opioids or drugs but I see that is an epidemic in America. It's a big killer of young people under the age of 30. And I'm not naive enough to think that give a kid a lot of money and they won't find a way to use it irresponsibly. So I think planning your your retirement and your nest egg that you leave behind is really important. All I'm saying is that things are never going to go the way you expect them to. And I see way too many people approach my industry, financial planning, retirement thoughts in a very static manner, in a very confident manner. If you want a portfolio review, drop me an email. I'm going to fire an email back to you asking for more information because to do a portfolio review, it's out of context unless I ask you. What's your marital status? How much do you have? How much do you owe? Do you have kids? Does your spouse work? How much do you make? How much does she make? Are you gonna get an inheritance? Like you have to get some more jugs- jigsaw jigsaw. Jugsaw. Oh boy. Let's go with the jugsaw, Daddy. You need more of the jigsaw puzzle in order to like get give any sort of context. I am the luckiest man in the world. I get paid well to be informed. I think that's one of the best things I can teach you is try to be informed. Whether it's the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, it doesn't hurt to look at a business section. And I know you're like, I want to know how my Yankees did last night. Oh, I don't know if the Giants had signed any free agents. That second, first is learning a little bit about world economies, a little bit about the Federal Reserve, a little bit about how politics works, so that you can kind of control the narrative of your retirement, even though you know things are going to be bumpy and change along the way. We've heard a lot recently about inflation news, consumer prices rising more than they have in 30 years. That should be your biggest fear going into retirement. Me and my spouse talked about spending money and wasting money. And we have a home that needs a lot of work and a lot of – we have a home that you can drop a lot of money on in various places. And she's like, don't worry. We have money. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not the approach because there's inflation, sugar booger. And you have to understand, like you have a lot of money now, but when I was 18, coming up with my first financial plan, I thought I could live off a million dollars in selling oranges on the beach. But now that I'm older, I've got higher property tax bills that are higher monthly budgets that have been inflating, and loftier goals than I had when I was 18. I'd still love to sell beach uh, oranges on the beach with my sugar bugger. It ain't going to happen anytime soon. But that was the original plan. You notice how things change? They change. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing more. Need a financial planner? Drop me an email, Rob at RobBlackShow.com.
1: Find us at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Rob Black and your money.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about, money investing and more. Taking a look at today's markets, they're kind of mixed markets. I see the S&P 500 doing well, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average is struggling just a bit. It's not out of control. NASDAQ's doing well, is is doing the best of the three. NASDAQ's got a little bit more gross stocks in it, right? Investors are grappling um, there's a Southern food called grapple. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. Um, think of grits, but much, much worse. We're grappling and I don't like that right now. We're grappling with inflation at the highest level in 30 years. I don't think that should be underplayed and we're grappling with things like Disney having a letdown <clears throat> with Disney. I'm going to give them a little bit bit of a break. And what I mean by that is Disney was around when I was a child. Disney will, will be around my children have children. Mickey Mouse built Disney, the house that the mouse built.
0: Hey, kids.
2: That guy, Minnie, let's go to the park today and have fun.
1: Oh Pluto,
2: that guy built a franchise. So how Disney Plus does on a month-to-month basis, quarter-to-quarter basis, I don't care. How the pandemic hits Disney, I don't care. I'm willing to give that stock a break nine times out of ten. I don't know. Maybe if their CEO says, we want to make cancer for kids. We want to make cancer for kids. I'd be like, um, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I think there's going to be some cultural shifts that affect Disney. Like maybe the millennials of Generation Z say enough Star Wars movies already. Enough Pixar films. They can certainly have a bad spell. Let's say 10 years of a bad creative director. Remember when the CEO, not the CEO, but the head storyteller at Pixar got kicked out of Pixar and Disney because I think he was a little rough on women in the employment. I don't even remember that one. It was some sort of sex scandal. I think it involved women, but I could be creating fiction there. And I'm just telling you, like they lost a creative director Lassiter. And I don't know if he's, he's popped up anywhere. Um, our Pixar films a little bit worse, like there could be a time where they underperform, but I'm always going to go back. I can't quit you Disney, which is not Disney appropriate content, but strangely I put the two together. So investors are grappling with inflation, a surge, a big wave, a tsunami. And Disney's letting us down. And I, I think those are I come away with that as a negative. Because we're going sideways right now. We're not having bad times. And inflation is the boogeyman on Wall Street. The market last week was bracing for a taper tantrum out of the Federal Reserve as they stopped buying back bonds and it didn't show up. Now we're we're dealing with inflation indignation. Like, eh. We're paying a lot for everything and we're cool with that. No, you should not be cool with that. Singles Day today. Happy November 11th. 1111 on the calendar. Alibaba is toning down its extravagance, pomp, and circumstance with the event. It'll still be a record day, but China's going, ah, we don't need billionaires to flaunt it. We want the whole country to prosper. Now, as a capitalist, I'm like, Get me the hell out of China. As a socialist, I'm like, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Everyone flourishes. It's two different ways of approaching business, right? You could be right on both hands. Electric vehicle maker Rivian made its IPO debut yesterday, a smashing success, now worth more than Ford. (laughs) Henry Ford's in his grave, going, what? I invented this process. Beyond Meat, the alternative meat company shares tumbled 20%. Now, see, they're not quite Disney. They weren't around when I was a kid. I think they'll be around when I'm in, and my kids have kids. The idea of alternative meat, plant-based, is lovely. The sugar and the salt content is out of this world. Uh, the fat content. Out of this, it's just as high as regular meat, but you're not eating something with a face. And it's really, really salty, which is higher than meat. Um, I'm not here to preach. I'm just here to say plant-based proteins are not going to go away, and they should get better and better. Now, for Beyond Meat, they're suffering a little bit of indignation on Are we going to go to restaurants? Are we not going to go to restaurants? And a lot of us learned to cook from home. I became a much better chef in the last 24 months. Much better. Movie pass is considering a relaunch. If there's one thing that we need relaunched, it's movie pass. If there's one thing that movie theaters need relaunched, it's movie pass. Do you remember movie pass? Movie pass came out five years ago. And basically for 20 bucks a month, you can go to unlimited movies. They're going to need to make that number a little bit higher, but I'll tell you why I know it's eventually going to work as a subscription. I want to go to the movie theater, but every time I go, I go, Jesus Christ, I just spent $100, and I shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain, but I did. I'm sorry. Um, I can't believe how much movies cost. So would I get it for my kids? Yeah, and would I drop them off at the theater? yeah. I can tell you why no movie pass will eventually work is because last time it came out, I had a friend who liked, to uh, make her own chewables and her own gummy, uh, marijuana products. And she, she was single and she goes, uh, I love going to movies. She goes, I saw the movie it, stoned Rob and you know, movie pass. It was, a, it was a good deal. Cause I wouldn't have paid for that normally, but she goes, it was scary. Like the clown was super scary. And she, and she goes, and then I realize I have a problem because I saw it the next night and I didn't realize I had seen it before, but she was so stuck when the first time. And that's why movie pass is going to work because in our heart of hearts, we want to go to movies. In our heart of hearts, we want the movie theater popcorn and our heart of hearts. We want to be entertained, but the cost of it has pushed us away, which is it, it brings up that weird inflation thing. Like, the ticket prices have inflated so much, it's a major event going out. But something like MoviePass, we can lie to ourselves and say, well, it's just a subscription. It's like I'm going to 12 movies a year, even though I'm going to 40 movies a year. When in reality, we're only going to six movies a year. MoviePass will eventually work, I think. Elon Musk turned out to be a liar, liar. He sold almost $5 billion in Tesla stock, less than the 10% he asked in a Twitter poll. PR stunt. <clears throat> at best, I'm Rob Black. I can all things financial. Find me on the line at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Resources to help you manage your money. Visit RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com.
0: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 in assets under management, and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, BP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Do you know how
2: wages are inflating? We've heard about inflation in wages. We've heard about inflation in food costs. We've heard about inflation in energy costs. Well, let's talk about inflation in wages for a quick uno momentero. It's Spanish, you know, for one moment. I'm kind of a big deal. I speak multitudes of languages. But you know how wages are inflating? Do you know what that also means? More taxes. Less profits for corporations who are inflating wages. More taxes for individuals who are getting higher wages. More taxes for the government who likes to spend money. I'm not anti-tax. I'm not anti-vax. But just think about that for a second. That when you create wage inflation, you create tax inflation by the consumers. Which the government gets more money. In theory... Although taxes seem to be, um, how shall we say, living and artistic versus finite and cold. Beyond Meat stock tumbles 17%. Analysts are worried about the company's long-term growth. I get it. I own no Beyond Meat. It's a hell of a good story. Story stocks are great. And um, I hated the movie, Forrest Gump. That's a great story. And you tell it so well. I hate it. Story stocks get you into trouble on Wall Street. Because you start convincing yourself of it. You fall in love with the story. And that's something you need to be careful about. Even when you fall in love with a a member of the opposite sex or a member of the same sex, whatever it is that you desire, don't buy into the story. Like, she's fantastic. When she smiles, butterflies come out of her eyes. Don't fall for the story. Look at the financials. The story on Beyond Meat's amazing. Plant-based. We don't have to cut cow's heads off. We don't have to pull them up by the chains and drain their blood. We don't have to carve them up to down to the bone. That's a great story beyond meat. That's a great story, and you tell it so well. You're looking for numbers. I'm looking for numbers. You could look for a story while well, I'm looking for numbers. But I'm a standby, I'm looking for numbers. The plant-based meat maker reported disappointing third quarter results. They're having a hell of a time with restaurants and consumers getting their packages into grocery stores. I'm very aware that they're charging more. I'm very aware that my grocery bill is higher this year than last year. I'm very aware of that. So when I go to the meat department now, I'm like, hmm, do I go 85% or do I go 95% on the hamburger? Do I go $4.99 a pound as if it's going to expire today? Or do I go $6.99 or $7.99 for premium? And then you go to Beyond Meat, and you're like, $9.99, screw that. And probably it's now $10.99 a pound. And you go, ah, just cut the head off the cow. I'm good. I'm good. Just don't tell talk about it, please. I guarantee you 95% of Americans would be vegan if we had to kill our own animals. Right? Is that fair? Is that fair? Eh? eh? McDonald's is going to launch a McPlant Burger. Um, is it a success or a failure? That could be a short-term pop for Beyond Meat. McDonald's is currently conducting an operational test of the McPlant in a handful of restaurants, and it's begun selling the burger in a few international markets. So the trend's there, and it's a good story, and you tell it so well. But you still got to pay attention to profits and earnings. Now, here's the kicker. If you loved the story... A year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Don't you want to be buying the stock now? Or do you not like it because of the profits? But a year ago, you didn't care about the profits. I'm asking a really, really good question for you. Here you can get the stock at a massive discount from where it was yesterday. From where it was a year ago. Are you willing to step in? I have conviction in everything I own. I do not own any shares of Beyond Meat. But I've got conviction in every stock that I own that, yeah, if there's a bad day, I'm going to look and see the news and say maybe I was wrong. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say here is that if you liked it when it was back at $200 a share going straight up, why don't you like it now? The story hasn't changed that much. The problem is they didn't have earnings, so you're basing it on the future. So that's why I don't really like story stocks. It's gone from 200 to 78. I should be all about this. I love the trend, but I don't see a P.E. on the stock. I don't see a forward P.E. on the stock that's reasonable until 2023, 2024. So I think there's room to go down, down, down. I'm not negative. I'm not being a Pollyanna. It's just it, it, it can hit your screen and you don't pull the trigger for obvious reasons. I think that should make some sense to you. Good news and bad news. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Americans are spending a lot of money again on credit cards. Now, which one do you want? The good news or the bad news? Because that they're both the same. Americans are spending a lot on credit. Good news and bad news. For the majority of the pandemic, Americans did something unusual during a recession. We saved money and we paid off debt. Now, Americans are back. We're biggity-biggy back. I want to spend money. I looked at my dog, who's a high-needs dog. High-function dog, but high needs. I was like, dog, I'd be in... Hawaii right now, if it weren't for you. I'd be doing weekend trips everywhere. Cause I I, I got pent-up demand. And my dog just turns her ear at me. 01101110. And she goes, ear. but we're 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 spending on debt again, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing if you can't service it. It's a good thing that we have pent up demand and we believe we can service it. In the third quarter, Americans racked up three uh seventeen billion dollars in credit card debt. That's about the same that we had in the second quarter. The increase is stemming from the wind down of stimulus programs, like enhanced unemployment benefits and economic relief checks. So we're moving from the free money in our bank accounts to the credit card free money in our credit cards. Credit card balances are increasing. We're $123 billion lower than they had been in all of 2019. So there's room for people to break out their spending. Household debt, when you include mortgages, are rising to $15.2 trillion, a nearly 2% increase from the second quarter of the year. So we're racking up debt. Good news, if we could service it. Bad news, if we bite off more than we could show. There's a Goldilocks thing going on where you want it just right. Rob Black.
1: An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show.
2: You two came out with a very personable album about their family members. And the song that's playing on the radio show, not on the podcast right now, is Get Out of Your Own Way. And it's a song dedicated to his children and basically saying you can be as successful as you want if you get out of your own way. Like, you you do have all the talent in the world, and it's a beautiful message from a father to a daughter, from a father to a son, from a, a husband to a wife. It's a beautiful message. I think it's kind of an important message that one of the things I, I throw down right here, right now, is investing's fun. Investing's one of the best things in my life. My children, my spouse, my dog. Um, there's a conversation with me and my children, like, they're like, you could have a much nicer car than a Toyota Tacoma. I'm like, yeah, I like my Toyota Tacoma. And they realize that all of our neighbors are wealthy and affluent. And they're like, why aren't you acting like them? Why aren't you driving crazy expensive cars and, and buffing them? I'm like, eh, it's not my thing. I think investing is fun. I like what I do for a living. And I kind of changed the topic to that. I'm excited every morning to get up three, four in the morning, three when I have insomnia, four when I sleep in. And I like looking at international stocks and international business stories. I like saying, you know, you need a nest egg. I like saying you need insurance to protect what you can't afford to lose. I like saying, you know, I I can't really give tax advice, but I think you should have a tax accountant when you think you should have a tax accountant. I knew I should have a tax accountant when I was filing property taxes in Oregon, California, and North Carolina. I'm like, ooh. Turbo tax is good. It ain't that good. And then you get into like nuclear families. I'm like, I love helping young people. When Lawrence called yesterday, I was stoked. I saw him on the hotline. I'm like, pick it up. Cause he's all that in a bucket of chicken. When I see the young people become older people or middle-aged people and like they're financially successful, it's not about wealth. It's about getting to be able to fund your retirement. But I love what I do. Investing is fun, you know. It's speculation in capitalism, and some people think it's a roller coaster. I've got a father-in-law who thinks like he's got five hundred thousand. He's eighty-three years old, and he, he's like, "I don't really like the stock market." I'm like, "Got it, old man." But investing's fun, and he's like, he wants to put in annuities, and, and probably the f- biggest financial mistake he can make, because he's not going to live forever, and there's surrender charges and. You don't get the insurance... Like, you get 4% upside in the stock market that was up 25% this year? No. No dividends? No. You get some downside protection? Sure. But there's better ways of doing it. Like, guys, like if you want bond-like returns, go California municipal bonds, sir. But he thinks it's speculation, and I think it's speculation and capitalism. And, And... I think capitalism wins. There's a lot of irrational behavior, but have you not enjoyed the story of Tesla and Bitcoin in the last few years? Have you not? Enjoyed seeing alternative meat go higher and lower and, and seeing altcoins go higher and lower and non-fungible tokens go higher and lower? When Gronk came out with an NFT, was that not the best day of your life where you're like, that big doofus just pulled off a really smart idea? If everyone stopped being degenerates when it comes to investing, it would be a lot easier to play. But a lot of degenerate people are like betting on the horse that's 99 to 1 that's coming out of the the, the stable with a limp, and you're like, I think that one's going to win. I'm like, no, I don't think that one's going to win. See that one called Man of War? He eats horses like you're a horse. He's a 1 to 5 favorite versus 99 to 1. Eh, I want to. Bet on the 99 to 1 is what a lot of people end up doing. I have a friend who put his entire 401k in Tesla a couple of years ago, and everyone in the financial markets thought he was an idiot. When it went up, we all begged him to sell a little bit, keep some, take some off the table. He didn't. He was not affluent before he made that move. Now he's affluent. Is that not a great freaking story? He's a Tesla millionaire. I'm an Apple millionaire. My first trade in a company called Network Solutions, not my first trade, the stock that made me a millionaire was a dot-com stock, a company that literally registered dot-com names, Network Solutions. Is that not a great story? I love what I do. There are a lot of people who knock it out of the park, and there's some people who do better than others, and there's some people who who struggle. And I think most people should be in the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. And once you get $100,000, then you can say, I'm going to experiment a little bit with something called Tesla. I'm going to experiment with a little bit something called ETFs or Bitcoin or in- clean energy or socially responsible investing that, that favors women on the board. Whatever is the thing that floats your boat, I don't care. I just want something to get you excited about. I've seen big bubbles. There was one in 2000. There was one in 2006. And I think we're in a bubble now. I think this is going to pop and we're going to have a bad year at some point in time. I can't predict when. I think Bitcoin has been epic and I think it's going to create some losers. Probably more losers than winners, but the winners who figured it out will be multimillionaires. It's fun. Hitting a home run as a kid is it it stokes you? I played goalkeeper. My job wasn't to win. My job was to stop the other team from winning, and that sucks. But when you had a clean sheet and no nothing got past you, sometimes you lost uh, zero zero a tie. Sometimes, like it's not gratifying because you didn't get out on the field and score. My job growing up from the age of five. To about 19, 20 years old, was to stop people from scoring. So do you think I take this job seriously and love it when my job is to get you to retirement? I do. That's winning. <clears throat> I think at times I'm going to take a step back and go, this inflation thing, it's, it's a little bit scary. I don't like seeing those numbers. I don't like seeing Disney disappoint because of pandemic lumpiness, which basically means economic lumpiness. Because Disney tends to Overprom, underpromise uh, and overdeliver. So when they underpromise and underdeliver, you're like, oh, that takes out some of my thesis. And I still want to know what the frick, frack word is, plural of thesis. Thesis is C's, thesis X, thesis I've talked a lot about the idea of being your own boss and making your own schedule in retirement and, and, d- Doing good things for other people along the way. There are a lot of fun things that I wouldn't want to do for a living. But there's a lot. This is a fun thing that I do want to do for a living. Like, I wouldn't want to be a DJ, but I think being a DJ sounds like fun, right? (laughs) There's things that I, I, I think it sounds like fun to be an ER doctor and save people. Dr. Black, we need you in the ER. But I don't really want my career to go that direction. So for me to be able to do this, I'm stoked. I'm chronically sleep deprived. I'm always looking for information. I'm looking to stop drunk idiots from making big mistakes when it comes to investing drunk on power of knowledge, drunk on overconfidence is probably what I'm getting at There's nothing wrong with looking at investing as a hobby and as a way to get your retirement. There's nothing wrong with embracing the, the stories inside the market. I still want you to do it conservatively cause I got a goalkeepers mentality. I don't want you to make a mistake and lose 10%. I don't want you to make a mistake and sell low. I want you to think about it before you get into it. 90% of your money should be in stuff that's pretty predictable. But if you want to own a little Tesla, if you want to own a little Apple, I remember there was a guy who did a, a Apple podcast a few years back named Scott and he'd reach out to me to give like uh insight for his podcast, the financial insight. And it was fun because I was like, they had a great quarter, sold a lot of phones. Their ecosystem looks good. And through the years, like the story would change with, with my calls with them. You know, the iPhone 4, the antenna gate, the Steve Jobs is dying. It's a great story. It's been fun. It's been a love of a lifetime. I dig doing this and finding stories. And there's going to be more next year. You know, the pandemic sucks like Peloton. It's not that I don't love them anymore. It's that the story's changed. It's time to tell a new story. Zoom, I think, has some function. Peloton has some function. But the glory days for both of those guys were the pandemic and they're going to look back like Bruce Springsteen and talk about their glory days one day and say, "Ah, that was a fun time to be an investor. I want you to have that kind of passion when it comes to this kind of stuff. I don't know why, but I stand by that. There's, There's stuff to love. And you can do it in a funny, goofy kind of way. I opened up an Acorns account many, many, many years ago, three years ago, two years ago. And it's a stupid, stupid little thing where they take your credit card purchases. You can go get the app called acorns.com, acorns app, acorns.com. It's a stupid little thing that takes your spending. So you go get a $3.55 latte, and it takes $0.45. So it's a $4 latte. But you didn't even know it. You just invested $0.45. I've been doing this for two plus years and the, that little 45 cent roundup that gets invested in an index fund, which is what 90% of what my money should be in. But I love stocks so much that I like the speculation, I like the high, I like the fun of it. Stocks are fun, but Acorns has growing. That little 45 cent roundup is now about $24,000, dollars in my account. It's got a little market performance and it's got a lot of contributions through roundups. That's fun. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: Find us at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com